We have been going through uh, the stories about Jesus and the Gospels, and right now... Oh, actually, you know what? I thought we were on John 12, because that's we were on John 11 last time, but I keep having to, like, back up to get some other... Mm, because you are sassy pants. No, because, uh, you know, each of the Gospels tells things differently, and so we go up to a certain point, and I'm not, I'm not like pulling out like a harmony of the Gospels here when I do this with you guys. So we have some, some parables to tell. Party parables. Party. These are party parables. Jesus tells a series of stories about parties, and this was the first one. So he had just healed a man on the Sabbath, and as usual, the Pharisees were all like. Why is he always healing guys on the Sabbath? Yeah. And then, Jesus was at a party. And he noticed, as he was sitting at the party, that when anybody came into the party, they all tried to take the best seat. Does that sound like anyone? It sounds like it. I, I think it kind of sounds like all of us. And I think it kind of sounds like all of you. Even when we sit at the table, there is no like best seat at the table, but there are think, places that you think are the best seat. And if you think it's the best, or if you think it's your seat, yeah, then you want to take it. Well, at these parties, there would like be places of honor. The places where the most honorable, that were like the best, most honorable guests would sit. And everybody would try to take those seats. But those seats sometimes had been reserved for special guests. So what would it feel like if you tried to take a seat that was higher up that belonged to someone else and then they made you move? And then they made you sit in the last seat because it was the only one left. And you would be dishonored, right? So Jesus says, look, when you come to a feast, don't try to take the best seat because otherwise... You might have to move down and take the worst seat. Instead, when you come to the feast, take the worst seat. And then the master of the feast will come and say to you, friend, move up to a better seat and you'll be honored in the sight of everyone. And this is true about our life with Jesus as well. We should learn to put ourselves last. Jesus says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. He told another story about a party. Right? So he's at this party and he sees this happening. And first he tells that first story about the people who were taking those seats. Then he says to the man who, who gave the banquet. So the man who made the party and invited him. Jesus turned to him and said, when you give a party, don't invite your friends and brothers and relatives and rich neighbors, lest they invite you in return and you be repaid. What a terrible thing that they should invite you to their party. His point, his point isn't that it's... He's not saying it's bad to invite your relatives to a party. He's not even saying that it's bad for your relatives to invite you to a party. He's saying don't do things just to get things in return. Don't invite people to a party who you think you can gain something from. Don't give things to people just because you think you'll get something back from them. Don't do nice things to people just because you think it will gain you something. That's what our sinful nature does. We only do things if we think we can get something out of it. So 
He said, instead, when you give a party, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they can't repay you. Yeah, you could you could throw that right in, right? He doesn't say it, but fits right fits with the bill, right? Yes. His point is that none of those people can pay you back, and so when you invite them, it means you're not doing it in order to get something back, and so instead, it's a fruit of faith, and faith receives the resurrection to eternal life, and the reward that comes through Jesus. Well, when he was saying these things, one of the people who reclined at table said, "Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God." Because this man kind of sensed, okay, well, Jesus is talking about these parties and that's kind of like the pictures in the Old Testament of the prophets about the kingdom of God. So Jesus told another story. He said, a man once made a great banquet. That's a party, a feast. And he invited many people. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. It's time for the party. Like when we said earlier, it was supper time, and I said, everybody come up here. This supper's been on the stove for four hours, and it's finally ready. Not quite four hours, more like three hours. But they all began to make excuses. One of them said, I've bought a field, and I've got to go and see it. First of all, okay, guys, think about what a dumb excuse this is. You have, you've got an invite to a party, and you're like, sorry, bro, i got to go stand in my field. <laughs> what? Right? Then another one said, I've bought five yokes of oxen and I got to go look at them. I got to go look at my cows or my oxen, right? And another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Couldn't you bring her to the party? Unless you're going, what if you're going on your um, honeymoon? I don't know. I don't know. Wait a day. Here's the other thing you have to remember. Like, this isn't just... This isn't, this probably isn't just some like random neighbor. This is like an important person. It's like a big honor to get an invite to a party like this. And it'd be really fun. Not only that, but like, okay, guys, you know how we have a lot of things in our lives that are like fun. We get to have like food we like all the time. We get to do all kinds of fun things. Dude, in those days, those people lived lives of drudgery and boredom. They worked all day and they came home and they didn't have TV to watch and they didn't have really like books to read and they didn't have games to play, right? What this means is that getting to go to a party was even more exciting for them than it is for us. So for these people to have these excuses, I'm going to go stand in a field. I got to go look at my oxen. Right? ridiculous excuses, right? Also, they had been invited a long time before. All right, so those are really dumb excuses. Well, the servant came and told these things to the master, and the master was angry. And he said to his servant, go quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. Because they didn't want to come, right? Well, they just didn't want to. What Jesus is talking about here is 
how the leaders of the Jews, the important people among the Jews, and the rich people among the Jews, and and in some sense, even many of just the Jews in general, is what he's talking about, he had wanted them to come to his party. He prophesied that Jesus was going to come. That was like the invite. He told them, salvation's going to come. And then Jesus came, and salvation was here. And it was like the master saying, everything's ready. And they didn't want it. They didn't like him. They didn't want his salvation. They didn't want to come to his party. And so he said, fine, don't come to my party. I'll invite anyone else I can. I want my house to be filled. And so he invited anyone and everyone of every sort, whether poor or sinners or not Jewish or Gentiles. And that's also a reminder to us to tell people about Jesus. Notice how he said, there's still room. He wants his servants to go out and compel people to come in, to urge them, look, there's a party happening. It's going to be great. You guys should come. Don't go stand in a field. Don't go stare at your oxen. There's a party coming. It's going to be awesome. Don't go look at your wife. Bring your wife. (laughs) Don't go look at your field. Don't go look at your oxen. Don't go looking at your wife. That's my favorite. That's my favorite one. I got. I bought a field and I have to go look at it. Why do you have to look at it if you bought it already? Yeah. Do you think it's gonna change from today till tomorrow? Maybe. Yeah.